Welcome to our podcast. So what do you think? The podcast where we chat about the Bible from Genesis to Revelation with friends, family, and loved ones. We laugh. The labor where they wash up. Then we wash, wash up. I'm from Missouri, so y'all leave me yeah, alone. She's from Missouri. She really means wash. I'm learning more and more how little I know. <laughs> they Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing. I can't do this. We do impressions. Oh. <laughs> I love the tomatoes. Hi, ah, this is Chang's Chinese restaurant. We get a little silly. Jericho. Joshua fit the battle of Jericho and the walls came tumbling down. I feel I have a hard time with condom condomate con <laughs> not condiments. She loves ketchup and mayonnaise. So in genius. Jesus. That's our southern accent coming in there, folks. I'm just a little black <laughs> A little serious. My spirit, Bubba. What if I give you what you deserve? And a lot grateful. When you feel that, you know, where is God? Well, well that's him. That's him showing his love. Yes, he's got he's got all these people loving on you. Oh, you know. Yeah. As we ask and answer questions about the Bible, faith, God, and everything in between. Welcome to So What Do You Think? Take a load off, get comfy, and stay a while. Hey guys, welcome to the show. My name's Missy, and I'm here with my wonderful brother, Robert. Hey ladies, we don't want to leave you out of it when Missy says guys. Oh. (laughs) We want to make sure that we're all inclusive and that everyone's included, and we're all inclusive. Hey, everyone. Hi, Robert. Gals, guys. You, you got some exciting uh, stuff hey. for us today? I hope mm, not. I hope not either. I'm getting to an age where exciting stuff is probably <laughs> just not a good idea. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Robert's got me now watching Formula One racing. Robert is my son, by the way, those that don't know. Uh, so he's got me watching Formula One racing. He, there's a TV show on Netflix that uh, I started watching, and it's about Formula One. So I got, I've kind of like him, we've kind of gotten hooked into it. And now the the first race of the season was, I think, last week, and the second one was this week. I missed last week, started watching this one. It's not good I for know. Did your blood pressure go up? No, my blood pressure never goes up. But it's it, it was it's mm. exciting. It's, it's, it's very exciting when, stuff. Uh, when the Crazy. games came out, I used to play James Bond, and my face would get red oh, and yeah. my blood pressure would go up. I had to quit playing it. Really? Yeah, I'd get so intense. Which, which one did you play? Because we oh, used to play Oh, it was in games. the beginning, so it was one of the easier ones, not like they have now. All right. That's that lead-in to James Bond for the games. Thank you. All right, so we're on Genesis... Eight nine, right? We are on Genesis eight nine. I think that's where we ended up. So, if there's anyone listening who actually remembers, because we really don't. Um, so, if we're in the wrong spot, well, too bad. If you want to do the podcast and uh, you know uh, correct us, give me a mm-hmm. call. <laughs> I think it's fine, even if we go over it again. So, uh, you want sure. me to read it? Sure. So, okay. Will you read Genesis two? Eight and nine. Now, we're going to try to finish Genesis 2. I'm not going to say we're going to do it. Okay. Now, the Lord had planted a garden in the east in Eden, and there he put the man he had formed. The Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. 
in the middle of the garden were the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Good. So that's the two, eight, and nine. Um, and as he talked about in the first, uh, I think it was coming through the first chapter, We and then we came in and started in the second chapter. Sometimes it sounds like it's repeating, because it is. But chapter two is getting a little more specific. It's like chapter one, you're going, this is creation, with that mm-hmm. Moses voice, you know, Charles mm-hmm. Hilton. Yes, this is creation. And then yeah, in chapter two, you start getting a little more specific like this. He actually planted a garden. Yeah. And he actually planted it toward the mm-hmm. east in Eden. So it got a lot more specific. And then he did something here, uh, the writer did, uh, again, Moses, <clears throat> who uh, brings up two different trees. Now, we'll talk about them as we go through the rest of chapter two and chapter three. They'll keep mm-hmm. coming up. But the idea of the trees here one tree is uh the tree of life which one's mentioned first let's look at it again the tree of life was mentioned first okay so the tree of life was mentioned mm-hmm. first uh instead of going into a definition of that let's talk about the two the separates two because the second one is the tree of knowledge of mm-hmm. good and evil now if we're when we're talking about knowledge and we do that on a pretty regular basis here in our world we talk about knowledge and you grow in knowledge uh, physics, you grow in you grow in knowledge. Uh, you know, being a, a doctor, you grow in knowledge. Whatever it is, you're you're growing in knowledge. So that seems like it's a good thing. And when it talks about these two trees, it sounds like well, you've got a choice here, right? Right. It sounds like if if you have the tree, and we'll get into why this means something in a minute. But if you have the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, then you can choose good. That's a that's a good mm-hmm. thing, right? It seems like if you choose good over evil, you've done something good, and that should count in mm-hmm. your favor. So if that's true, I'm going to ask you to answer this. So why is there a tree of life? Mm. Why do you need a second tree? If you've got the one tree, that's the gives you the choice that we all look at every day. We all look at it and we see it every day where we say, Wow, today I'm going to choose to do good. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow I may choose to do evil. And those definitions are, you know, we, we think um, in, in our society especially, we think that those definitions change and they're updated or downgraded or whatever through mm-hmm. history. So something that was good a, a long time ago is bad now. Something that was bad a long time ago is good now. That's just not true, though. That's not what this Well, means. having knowledge is not always good because you can have knowledge of things like in the world right now when you have discernment and knowledge right. of things that you may not want to know. When you ask for discernment and knowledge true. and wisdom, you're going to know more than most. You're going to see things that aren't necessarily good. Right. But I didn't right. answer your question, and, did I? Well, no, but you were, you were, I mean, you made a really good point. I don't know the, um, an- just having I don't know the answer to that question about why would we, what's the tree of life versus. Well, why would we need the tree of life when we've got the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Um, but it brings up the idea that goes down tr- literally through history. I mean, and I use the word literally, literally. Mm-hmm. It starts here in Genesis, and as we read through Scripture, we find we run into this over and over again, where we're seeing the idea of the knowledge of good and evil. Because 
oh wait, the knowledge of good and evil versus the the uh, the tree mm-hmm. of life, because the knowledge of good and evil is the law. Oh, you literally. I, I don't want to use that word again because I hate using that word. Let's use a different one. Speculatively, say that you again. Can, <laughs> <laughs> not gonna do it. Nah, nah, gonna do it. Not gonna do it. Um, but. You can speculate that the tree of the uh, of knowledge of good and evil is mm-hmm. is a law, versus the tree of life is grace and salvation mm. through Jesus Christ. So when you look at it for those two perspectives, when you look at the law, and um, the the, uh, the 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 from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, there was no law. Think about that. From the time of Adam to the time of Moses, there was no law. Until the Ten Commandments. There was no, bam, that's right. Until Moses, God took Moses up Mm -hmm. on the mountain, and he said, here's Mm -hmm. the law, and I want want everybody to follow these laws. Uh, So for that span of time, there was no Mm -hmm. law. There was no guidance. Never thought about that. Uh, No written law. Now, of course, you get into a lot of the New Testament stuff, you find that Paul talks a lot about the fact that the law was written on the heart. Yeah, like. Yeah. They knew what mm-hmm. was right and wrong. They knew what was good and evil. It's nature. God put so, in us, yeah. So that's right. Nature brings them back to the fact that the law is still the tree of the mm-hmm. of good and evil. Uh, and then Moses comes along and says, okay, well, God gave me these laws. Now you have to follow them. And what that did is it became a tutor. The law became a tutor to say, tutor, not tutor. <laughs> not. For those of you listening right now, <laughs> you're going to go Rich there. <laughs> is is he? You know, he said the word tutor, but what he actually meant was tutor. Oh, don't get me giggling. <clears throat> yeah, tutor, tutor. Anyway, what are we talking about? <laughs> you know, actually, there's three words for tutor, isn't there? T u d r t u t o r. Anyway, squirrel. So. Squirrel. <laughs> so the law became a tutor to bring you back to and and you know following the law. You look at the Ten Commandments. You go, oh, well, those aren't aren't that hard to to follow. Except you got to be perfect right. all the time. So when you're looking and following the law, you say, well, I can do that some of the time, but not all the time. Well, the requirement for uh, salvation and for eternal life is perfection. That perfection can't be. Um, bought. Can mm. it? See, there are other people who go, yeah, can I'm yelling at the radio right now. Yeah, can Hey, man, what's wrong with you? <clears throat> I don't know why they talk like that, but, <clears throat> um, but the, the, so the, the law comes along and says, hey, you know, you, you realize that you can't follow this. You know, and Jesus even brought it into a sharper focus. He said, well, you know, it says you don't murder. But the fact is, is I tell you that if you, you, you think in your heart, that you hate someone or you can't forgive someone, then you've mm-hmm. just murdered. So he took it a step farther and said, it's not about the physical killing. It's about the actual motivation mm-hmm. of your heart. So he says, here's the law. You can't follow it. So what are we going to do? we got the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which is the law. So you can choose to be good, but can you be good mm-hmm. all the time? You can choose to be evil, but can you be evil? Well, yeah, you can. <laughs> so, you know, there's the focus of the actual idea. Okay, well, well who's going to, you know, that's yeah, where you have one to, the, one of the they had to atone for their sins. 
Yeah, that's right. So it becomes about something bigger than just the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Right. Right. It becomes about redemption and uh, atoning for sins. Now, when we look in the Old Testament, the Hebrews is actually the best book to kind of go through these things, uh, where it talks about this over uh, the, the basically the whole book because it's written to the Hebrew people who understand what they're they're mm-hmm. hearing, not and uh, Gentiles a lot of times didn't because they didn't go through the rituals and the, those things like that. God put in place, and He literally did it. <laughs> literally, no, He speculatively did it. I can't say it twice. Uh, <laughs> in the book of Genesis, here in chapter 3, when we get there, I'll talk about it some more. But he introduced the idea of animal mm-hmm. sacrifice. And what was the reason for that? It was a... Well, did we talk about the fact that uh, right in the beginning with Adam and Eve, he killed an animal and covered them with blood, well, with an animal's skin. That's right. And with blood. Yeah. I mean, there was blood there. He may have yeah. cleaned it, but it was... It, it, Blood had to pay for the sin that uh, Adam mm-hmm. had uh, that had come upon. What was the, the first sacrifice Rome? besides that? Like, when did they start? Uh, well, I mean, the first sacrifice, I'm not really sure when, uh, when the first one was done. It was probably having to do with mm-hmm. Abraham. Uh, remember Abraham, mm-hmm. Isaac, that whole thing? Because... If I'm not mistaken, Isaac was—he had him up on the stone, was yeah. ready to stab him. Just like God told him to, and he said, "No, no, no, no! Look over in there. There's a ram yeah. over there. Yeah, take that's your that's your sacrifice mm-hmm. right there." Um, and there may have been others. I mean, you look at uh, Genesis when it comes comes to Cain and Abel. Yeah, you know, Cain and Abel. Abel did uh, gave a better sacrifice than. Oh, that's Cain true. Did. That's true. That was probably the first but, one. Yeah. Well, it was, it was probably, yeah, somewhere in there was the first sacrifice. So he was leading up to something until he made it official. And then when he did, when he did, he brought the law into place, he brought with it, and he said, this is how, this is the law, and this is the standard you got to live by. But look, I'm going to give you a chance, and here's the way you take care of it mm-hmm. annually. Through this sacrifice and through this system that I'm putting in place, and what he was saying was, I'm going to foreshadow this because eventually you're going to kill me. And when you kill me, it's going to be for mm-hmm. eternity. That sacrifice is one for yeah. all. That is the tree of life. Wow. Mm-hmm. So the two choices aren't the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that being two choices. It's the, this, the, tr- knowledge of the, uh, the choice of that tree versus the tree of life. The tree of life is about salvation. And then now we're going to read. No, we're probably not yet. We'll come back to it. Because the tree of... Uh, uh, the tree of life actually flows all the way through through Revelation, so we'll get to that in mm-hmm. a moment. Yep. So you want to move on, or do you want more? Is there I more? I think on that that's one? good. Is it? Because now I can't find my next verse. Ten. What? You mean nine? Ten? I read nine accidentally. So. No, no, no. Eight and nine was where we were supposed to be. I just can't find ten. Ah, oh, there it is. Ten through fourteen. Oh, look at that. Look at us flow. Look- Flow, get it? Flow, because yeah, we're gonna get it here in a minute. You're gonna get the word flow, okay? You want me to read her? Yeah, go ahead. A river watering the garden flowed, flowed from Eden. From there, it was separated into four headwaters. The name of the first is Pishon. Is that how you say that? Pishon. (laughs) 
Yes. And don't hesitate when you say those words, it, those letters. It runs through the entire land of Havilah, where, where there Habala. is gold. Gold. Would you stop? The gold of oh, that sorry. land is good. Aroma, aromatic resin and onyx are also there. The name of the second river is Gion. It winds through the entire land of Cush. The name of the third river is Tigris. It runs along the Tigris. east side of Asher. And the fourth river is the Euphrates. Euphrates. So I'm going to now read Revelation 22, 1 through 5, unless you, you want go to go for it. it. All right. And he showed me a river of the water of life, clear as crystal, coming from the throne of God and of the Lamb in the middle of its street. On either side of the river was the tree of life, bearing 12 kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. There would no longer be any curse. The throne of God and the Lamb will be in it. And his bondservants will serve him, and they will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. And there will no longer be any night, and they will have uh, will not have need of the light or of a lamp, nor the light of the sun, because the Lord God will illuminate them, and they will reign forever and ever. Now there is so much in those mm-hmm. five verses. Realizing that what we just talked about in, in chapters one and two, we're still going in two, of course, in uh, Genesis. This is the culmination of history right here. And everything we read in 1 and 2, we see right here in Revelation 22, 1 through 5. Now, there's more. You can read you know, the mm-hmm. whole chapter. But this is the part that bears the ba- biggest fruit. <laughs> it's because it flowed like a river. <laughs> anyway, um, but the thing I guess I want to point out, the, since we're in this, this area, besides the, the rivers that are connecting the two, there's also the tree of life, and it's the only tree. Notice that when we get to this point, because Christ has died on the cross, uh, rose again from the dead and sit on the right hand of the Father. He's now here at the end, but the, it's the tree of life mm-hmm. that's left, the tree of good and evil. The law has Yay! been abolished. The law is gone. Yes. And Paul talks about it quite extensively again through the New Testament where the law, when Jesus came, he, t- he came not to abolish the law, which is what I said a minute ago. He, he abolished it, but, but to fulfill it. So in the way of fulfilling it, he did mm-hmm. abolish it. Uh, you you can't be uh, persecuted, prosecuted for a law that is no longer in effect. Mm-hmm. So any law that we break from using the tree of good and evil is no longer in effect because we're part of the tree of life. Right. That cool. is cool. Huh. Yeah. There's probably going to be a lot of questions coming out of this. If so, please, please send them because Missy mm-hmm. would love to answer them. Yes. Uh, any more on that part? Because I think Revelation pretty much wraps I that up. I love that. Yeah. No, it's great. Yeah. Well, when you told me last week or the three weeks ago about it, I was really like in awe. Like, wow. It, it's funny. I was um, at one point I thought I was going to just take a, and it, we could probably still do it. Maybe. As, but when we get into chapter three, but to take a, a tra- uh, just a little track through the Bible and see all the places where the tree of uh, the knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life. I mean, like Sarah and mm-hmm. Hagar, um, you know, when when it comes to them, Abraham, uh, you know, wanted to have a kid and that whole thing there. Well, there's two kids born. One is oh. Isaac and one is Ishmael. 
when Ishmael and Hagar are the uh, basically the, uh, the tree of That's true. good and evil. They're they're the law. They're the part that passes through that that area. So they're you know they're they're whereas uh, grace and uh, Jesus actually comes through uh, Isaac. Wow. So that's just yeah. another example of the tree of life and the tree of good and evil going two different directions. And it just continues through scripture. Pick one. I mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. all through there. And if you look at it through those eyes, you'll actually change the way mm. you read scripture. Interesting. How does this, uh, is this, is this a tree of life? Is this a tree of good mm. and evil? The knowledge. Right, right. Make sure we get that. <laughs> that's, that's the whole point. Come on up here. Yeah, Who's you know, that? you know, okay. that's our game. Cagney, okay. Before my time. Ooh. Ooh, okay. I'm going to get you open. <laughs> All right. We're going to 15? We are going to 15. Now, I haven't uh, haven't read this in a while, so you want to read it? You want me to? The Lord God took Do the it. man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work. This is where it all got screwed up and we don't, we didn't enjoy our work anymore <laughs> to work it and take care of it. I want a race. <laughs> and the Lord commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Oh, they hadn't sinned yet. So sorry. Right. He's still okay. enjoying his work right there. Yes. For when yes, you eat is. from it, you will certainly die. Okay. I want to point out something here. That we'll come back to again, even though I'm going to say it now, we'll say it again when we come back to some other scriptures. Eve didn't hear this. I know. We're innocent. <laughs> <laughs> I would not go that far. <laughs> yeah, Eve did not hear this. She did not hear this from she God. She heard it from Adam. She heard it from Adam. Yep. Um, so let me read what I put here, because I think it... Uh, I think if I wrote it, it must have been important because, you know, not my hands hurt anyway. So anyway, the tree of knowledge of good and evil is the curse of sin. The tree of life is salvation, eternal life of God. Notice that God did not tell Adam not to eat from the tree of life. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Read it again. See that? Do you see that's that's not written in there, but he didn't say don't eat from the he said don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He didn't say then he didn't say don't go eat from the tree of life either. Right. I believe that would be because Adam already had life at Mm -hmm. that time. As Yahweh himself had breathed his spirit into him. Okay. Now, let's let's back up a little bit. Let's see if I can find the scripture. Do you remember the scripture where it says that? Okay, here Mm -hmm. it is. Ready? Two, seven. Then the Lord God formed man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a mm-hmm. living being. Now, he created man from the dust, but he wasn't a living being until God breathed yeah. into him. So God, at that point, imparted his spirit into man, into Adam. Yeah, that was the coolest thing, too, when you talked about Yahweh and how you breathe it. I would go around going, Yahweh. <laughs> I wonder if anybody else did that. Yeah. Yay. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. It's really funny because now, then after that, I started seeing it in a, different, a bunch of different yeah. places. I assume they were copying us, but you know, whatever. <laughs> Just like your buddy, Joyce I Meyer. Know. I mean, she, she's copying us now. <laughs> Joyce Meyer had a, uh, 
YouTube video that said, so what do you think? And I said, look at her. She's trying to copy us. She's trying to, she's following our lead. Look at yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Where's our money? But anyway, um, yes. So yeah. I, and those of you that may not have heard it, we'll, we'll say it again. The, the word, uh, when, when, uh, the, uh, in the Hebrew language, Yahweh is, does not have vowels in it. It has, it's spelled Y-H-W-H. And those two H's actually have the, form the word mm-hmm. breath. It's really what they mean. So when you're breathing in and out, uh, and of course they write it backwards, so it's actually H-W-H-Y is how it's spelled. So it's, <gasps> so you can actually say the word Yahweh mm-hmm. while you're breathing. Now, take that into context of what I just said about uh, Adam having the breath mm-hmm. of life. He went from a still form created out of the, the, the dust of the, of the world, the dust of the land, to God breathing life into him. He was not, because he had a physical body, did not mean he had life. Because he had a physical body does not mean right. he had life. God had to breathe that life into him. Now, Hopefully, I'll remember that statement a little later when we get into more of what we're talking about when it comes to our redemption and how God changes us from the inside out. We've talked about it a bunch of times here, so anybody that listens on a regular basis has heard Missy and I discuss it, uh, about life being from the inside out, not from the outside in. And this is kind of where that mm-hmm. started. Uh, so when we get into the idea of the fall, that uh, we'll see that life basically just crumble and be gone. The spirit's still there, but it's dead. So here we go. Sorry, I didn't mean to make you jump. Maybe that was me that jumped. So I'm going to read Galatians. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I put it here, but I did. So okay. I'm going to read it because it takes me hours. Oh, to gosh. Do. Okay. Pasting copies just like minutes. Uh, Galatians 3, 10 through 14. For all who are of works of the law are under a curse, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not abide by, uh, by all the things written in the book of the law to do them. Now that, now that no one is justified by the law before God is evident, for the righteous one will live by faith. However, the law is not of faith. On the contrary, the person who performs them will live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, in order that in Christ Jesus the blessing of Abraham would come to the Gentiles so that we would receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. That's just incredible stuff yeah. right there. So anytime you get, oh, man, I don't know what I believe. I Read Galatians. Read Romans and Galatians. And Hebrews and and and, and Ephesians mm. and Colossians. <laughs> By the time you're done with all that, you'll go, oh, yeah, Paul was a great guy. Thank you, God. I got something for you. Go to it. Can it be off topic? Isn't it usually yeah. for you? <laughs> go ahead. All right. What do we got? You ready? Maybe. Put your phone down. Well, I'm looking. I'm not. I'm looking for the next scriptures, but go ahead. This, no, ahead. you finish, and then I'll tell you after. All right. So we can't. There's people listening. <laughs> so, in Revelation, from the bowl judgments to the um, seven trumpet judgments and all that, um, that's mm-hmm. God's wrath. 
Right. And I heard today somebody say, if we were meant to suffer God's wrath, then Jesus going to the cross would be, would have been for nothing. That's right. So, <clears throat> therefore, you believe in a pre-trib pre-tribulation. Nope. I believe that uh, if God de- decides to leave us here, that we will not. Think about any time in your life. No, we're uh, talking about God's anybody. wrath versus being in the world like Paul and them suffered, but it was not God's wrath. Correct. And who always got him through that? God, but it wasn't his wrath yeah, upon them. Like, well, it, who says it's going to be upon us? Just because it's upon the world, we're not of the world. I still, he's he's marked he's marked us separately from those that are I, of the world in that section I stick of Revelation. To my story. I'm with you. I want to go. Let's go. Let's go, Let's go. right now. I don't, I don't know what happened, but you disappeared. I'm still here. Well, it's just Adobe. Can you hear me? Sorry. Okay. I just couldn't see you. Well, go ahead and read your verse. Uh, no, no, no. I'm not. No, let's, let's, let's talk about it a minute. Because I'm not against at all. I, I'm not. I just can't find it. And I can't. It's It goes against what I think um, uh, God would want us to do at that time. Because I think our role at that point is to bring those that don't know him. We'll have to the two him. witnesses and, just, and we'll have 144,000 Jews to go around the world and be supernaturally protected. Which, Preaching the gospel for eight, mil, for eight yeah. million people, but you, you can got, affect. God can do that. Oh, I'm not, I'm not against it. I ain't against it. You got the wrong idea. You think I'm against it? I'm just telling you, there ain't a lot of evidence. And those who point to First Thessalonians, Second Thessalonians, say, "Oh, it's right there." It's in no, Revelation. It's not. It says you weren't appointed to suffer wrath, God's wrath. I agree. We're not. And and I, I don't believe that we we are. We're not only not appointed it. He's we're, because we're sealed by the Holy Spirit. We're separated from the idea that that can even happen. From well, the only wrath. thing that makes sense to now, me is a pre-trip or at minimum amid tribulation. I mean, amid rapture versus a prior to rapture, not an end a seven year rapture. Because why would he? Come get us and then come right back down to the Mount of Olives. You're going to hate this. Probably. What is it? It, matter? it doesn't. I love studying um, prophecy. Prophecies. A no, third, no, no. I prophecies think that's a, a third of the Bible, so it's a lot. Uh, you should be I, studying it. I'm not saying you shouldn't. I think it's a great idea. I, what I'm asking is, is what does it matter? And now, the question is not what does it matter, because it does matter. Um, because he put it there, we we should study it. He, he told us in Genesis things that he's going to do in Revelation. That's that's astounding. That over thousands of years, and they're saying the same thing. It's just yeah. Astounding. I mean, either way, I, but I'm, what I'm I mean by be peaceful with him, no matter what. Thank you. That's my point. Is what does it matter? Because if you're if you're saying, well, if it's if it's going to be post trib, I'm just not going to follow God. Well, that's just wrong. If it's going to be pre-trib, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not going to stand my ground on, oh, well, gosh, that's wrong. But here's the thing is there's a lot of people in the world who are going to say, wow, I can't believe this is happening to us. What happened to God? And they fall away, which may be the evidence and the things that he's talking about, about the, the door being narrow anyway. Because there's a lot of people who say they believe. We talked about it last time we, you and I did a podcast, was there's a lot of people who go into church and say, I believe, I believe, I believe, and then you pressure and mm-hmm. they don't. 
They say they do, right. but they don't. It's a convenience. So maybe that's the way God's going to squeeze people is he's going to say, and there's a lot of people I know that I don't know their hearts, but I, if, if they did not get pre-trib, there's people preaching right now. If God doesn't come and all of a sudden we're in the middle part of the tribulation, they're going to say, well, God doesn't exist. So if it doesn't change your heart on him, then it doesn't matter. It matters just because I study are, it and it's in the Bible. Right. It's what I, things I study. So. Yeah, but you're trying to change my mind. No, I was trying to make a point and, about it, actually. And you, and you know very well that I don't have a mind. <laughs> I know that you're stubborn and you wouldn't even consider <laughs> changing your mind. Well, here's the thing, though. See, you can't really change my mind because I'm pre, mid, and post trip. Okay. What, what, whatever comes, if, if we get out before <laughs> off. <laughs> Yahweh, help me. She's feeling so much better. No, now. no, it's fine. <laughs> hey, Julia Childs, let's cook a chicken. <laughs> Have you seen those commercials? Hey, I'm Julia Childs. No. I don't have to now. You just did it perfectly. Well, it's just uh, fun to talk about. I love talking about it. Especially to me when you want to argue about it. That is not arguing. That is discussing. Of course, that's what we always do. <laughs> it's mom that argues. She's always so argumentative. <clears throat> but uh, I'm, I'm not any i really truly do not i just i do have an issue uh, and you are studying it i do have an issue with somebody who comes out so adamant that it's absolutely 100 percent going to happen and you don't have to worry about these other things you know don't don't worry about your credit cards go spend what you want to don't worry we're getting out of here soon. That. that that's just oh yeah oh yeah that's it's just it's just hmm. stupidity uh and it's so irresponsible and it is not of god well, i think if someone yeah, well, I think we can look back at COVID and see how people changed that we never thought it would change, would do what they yes. did. I think we were surprised I agree. at some things. I agree. So, good discussion. Do we keep going on? It's, uh, yeah. Are we you ready to stop? We can, we can stop. stop. Thank you for discussing prophecy with me. Uh, Oh, sure. Anytime you want to discuss <laughs> something like that, you just oh, let right. me know. Because there's, prophecy has a couple of roles. And, I mean, the fact that we're going through what we're going through uh, in Genesis, there's so much prophecy in it. That prophecy is really about, um, one, prof- I know you and Mom have talked about this. Prophets 100% right, right all the time. That's because prophecy is right. from God. It's not about a man doing anything on his own and doing it, making it happen. And that, that happens two ways. One, it, come, it could come for, through, uh, you know, God interjecting knowledge into mm-hmm. someone and saying, this is what's mm-hmm. going to happen um, and it coming about. And that's a pro- prophecy from God. But really what it comes from, and because the word can take on the idea of teaching. So when we read scripture and we read something in scripture and that scripture becomes true later, then we can be, Consider a prophet because that's what you've studied the scriptures and you've looked at them and you said, okay, this is where this mm-hmm. is going to go. And this is how this is going to happen. The one thing about the uh, end times you're talking about, though, is it's just right. not clear. Um, it does, you know, Jesus just said, be ready. He didn't say, you know, I'm going to take you out of here for a big You mean like, because Matthew 24 is pretty specific. You mean uh, like when they said all the Jewish people are going to come back to uh, Israel? 
that was in the Bible. So mm-hmm. someone could have predicted that at some point this is going to happen. And we saw that mm-hmm. happening. So, but I think some yeah. people did. So anyhow, anyhow. So I want to read some scripture to you. This is Psalm 139, 2 through 4. Do it with Julia no. Child's voice. You know when I sit and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely. Uh, I love that because that's so how intimate God is. He knows when you stand up and sit down. And um, let me just say that when that was written, uh, God would when he when he uh, when the Holy Spirit uh, interacted with individuals, he interacted on the outside. The idea that he did this portrayed there in one thirty nine is God living on the inside out. So he's even closer than that scripture mm-hmm. detail. Wow. And in Luke 12, 7, it says, even the very hairs on your head are numbered. And prior to that, he's talking about sparrows that he cares about, even if one sparrow drops from the sky. So how much more so does he care about you? And if you pluck one of those hairs, Robert, he's playing with his hair, he'll still know how many hairs you have. <laughs> I'm trying to get to the prayer of salvation. Oh, sorry. I'll well, we'll, we'll keep it Go simple. Uh, this is a heart matter. So if you want to invite Jesus into your heart, you don't have to say a prayer, but it's just a belief in your heart. And um, if you do want to say a prayer, we're just going to say one right now real quick. And um, we just pray that you do. If you have not considered that, I pray that you, you do that and, Learn about God if you don't know about God and study and test Him and check out the scriptures and do your research. So anyway, bow your heads. Dear Lord, I believe in you. I know I'm a sinner. I know that you died for my sins on the cross and shed your blood, Lord. I know the pain and suffering you went through for me. Is horrible. And I pray that you forgive me of my sins, Lord. Come into my heart. I pray that you would turn my life around, Lord. Help me learn about you. Help me grow. And I just love you so much and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If uh, if you prayed that prayer, one, you can let us know. That would be awesome. Um, if you know someone that has prayed that prayer recently, uh, also let us know. But if you're looking for what Missy was saying before, um, with the idea of what to, where to go in Scripture, read John, start with the book of John, and then move to the book of Romans. And then next time we'll tell you some more. But Galatians, Ephesians, all of those, but the book of John first, book of Romans. The book of John is going to tell you how much God loves you. That's, all, that's what it is. It's a book of love. Uh, and then Romans tells you how what it is to be a believer, a Christian. If you grew up in a church or you grew up in a family that had you know, faith as part of your life, uh, then re- read the book of Romans through a different set of eyes. Don't read it through eyes that thinks God's a, a harsh taskmaster. 
uh, and that he, uh, you know, if you do wrong, he's gonna, he's gonna be mean to you. He's gonna punish you. Because that's not what Romans is about. But if you read it that way, that way, that's what you're gonna read. You're gonna read. You should read it from an idea of a, of a redeemed, forgiven heart and a God that loves you. Thank you, Robert. I no, love thank you. you. Love Bye you. Talk to you later. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it. Are you interested in listening to more episodes? Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeart, and Spotify. Do you have a question you'd like us to chat about? Email us at swduthink at gmail.com. We have new episodes every Monday. See you next time.